to another installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the sports show we talk and you listen. My name's Cullen Lawson. I'm a soccer beat reporter here at CM Life, joined by my fellow beat reporter, Vaughn yep. Lozon. Vaughn, how are we doing today, buddy? We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. feels good to be back. We have moved yeah. our podcast from Fridays to Tuesdays. Thankfully. Try to be a little more timely for our uh, our excellent viewers and uh, listeners out there. Mm-hmm. On today's show, we're talking a little Lions. Um, another disappointing loss this week. Going to talk about that. Talk about what it means for the rest of the year. Um, Michigan, Wisconsin, huge Big Ten, huge college football, top ten matchup this week. A little CMU uh, Western. It's another big game around campus. Yep. And then we're going to give our uh, stud and dud like usual and talk about some unfortunate uh, things that did happen in the sports week yeah. um, this week, unfortunately. First off, Lions, they lose 34-27 to at Green Bay. It was a game I don't think any of us thought they'd win. And at, after the first half, you thought, it's over. It's done. But then they had to do what the Lions always do. They had to give you hope once again. They had to come back. The uh, The score was 31-3 to at halftime. They come back. They lose 34-27. You thought they had a chance, but the defense couldn't stop Rodgers on that final drive. Could not get the ball back for Stafford and Marvin Jones to charge down the field and tie the game. Just It really sucks because I gave up hope. I kept the game on while I was doing homework. They come back. I get all into it again just to have my heart broken once again. It's, the Lions just seem to do that, don't they? They do it all the time, and this this is another installment of uh, SOL, same old Lions. Uh, only this week, they uh, you know they still ultimately lost, but they they had the fans you know a little more interested than uh, than the previous week against the Titans because that Titans game was just brutal. But uh, but this game was was a little more interesting just because you had Aaron Rodgers put up four touchdowns in the first half which is an incredible thing to do and he only had 205 yards to end the game which right. is which is crazy in my opinion uh Stafford finished with 385 yards three touchdowns and the one goofball pick which you know, that was a little little questionable there right. on uh, Eric Ebron's mm-hmm. part but basically what I saw out of this game was that the Lions defense held them pretty good in the second half they only gave up the three points the one yep. field goal but that first half, it's just what was they could going not on? get off the field. What was they going could on? Not man? get off the field. And I didn't even watch the first half. I'm getting updates on my phone. I was visiting a friend at Notre Dame. I'm calling back. Oh, I'm okay. saying Jordan Nelson scored again. Rogers threw to Randall Cobb. Yep. Eddie Lacy scored a touchdown. I'm like, this game is over. Like what? A, yeah. they, like I think it was their first four drives all resulted in touchdowns. It was pathetic. Well, I went home this past weekend and I got to catch the first Packers mm-hmm. drive and the first Lions drive before I started driving back up here. So after that first Lions drive, I was like, okay, if this is how it's going to go the whole game, they're going to get blown out. So I flip on the uh, AM radio to listen to it on my way back up, and I, I was just driving up. You know, they were down, what what was it, 31-3? to 31-3. Something like that. 30, yes. Or 31-10. They, cause they had the it was one 31-3, t- and then they made it 31-10 right before half. Because of the Marvin which still, Jones. Which still uh, are even like, you know what, it doesn't Jones even matter. 73-yard touchdown. Yeah. Right, so it was 31-10. to 10. I was like, man, oh, man, they're they're in for another uh, whomping in the second half. And then what happened? Well, what flipped in the second half to where their defense started to play lights out held Aaron Rodgers to basically mm-hmm. nothing. The only force on the field that was doing anything on offense for them in the second half was Eddie Lacy. He was the one keeping them in that game punching the clock away, and that's ultimately I don't understand how he's so hard to tackle. He's so big, and he's not fast a, at all. He was no. faking out linebackers left and right. He's he can't just, move. He's just how a big he boy, that? man. He's He just knows how to go in between the tackles, <sighs> and he's kind of like Marshawn Lynch. He's slower than Marshawn Lynch. Much slower. Much he's slower. the slowest running back in the league. Uh, yeah, probably. Derrick like, Henry is the only other one who gives him run for his money, and they're both those Bama guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing was that 
compared to the Green Bay running game, the Lions running game is not going to be good without Amir Abdullah. Um, True. You were splitting carries with Dwayne Washington <coughs> and Theo Riddick. They both had 10 carries. Uh, Dwayne Washington had 38 yards, which led the team. Ugh. That's awful. That is just... He had a long of nine yards. That was the longest uh, rush he had. Theo Riddick, he also had ten rushing attempts. He had nine yards total. Good guy. Nine yards. Golden Tate had an end around uh, run, go for negative eight. So that's another reason. He went why for they're... negative eight. Yes. He gets he got tackled eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. He did. Oh my goodness. Well, he got like pushed off a tackle, and then he tried to make something out of it, and he just kept losing yards. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. When your second leading rusher is Matthew Stafford and he only rushed two times in the game, that really shows something that this isn't going to work out. And it's been like that. This is the third straight year. They yeah. have been horrible at running the ball. They've gotten off. They've drafted two straight years offensive linemen with the first round pick. Those guys have not developed at all. Taylor Decker looks lost. Like Tomlinson is he, a damn nightmare. He is a nightmare. He he's played very very. Uh, He's just not living up to his expectations. And then, he was yeah. drafting the first round last year. They were expecting him to fill in right away. Look, look what's happening. And nothing is showing for it. Right. Same with Taylor Decker. He got drafted in the first round this past season. He's giving up holding penalties every other drive. Sacks. Which is a rookie mistake. I'll, I'll give him a pass for that. But if it just keeps consistently happening, especially in the next few years, um, I don't know mm. if he's going to live out that, the rest of that uh I mean, he'll live out the rookie contract, but I don't know if he's going to get another a contract after right. that. Uh, they they may look to to draft someone else. So I I, I think it, they got to look at the old line coach because you're putting so many resources into a particular group, and it's still your weakest group on the team. That's just not acceptable. You know, yeah. you also drafted Abdul in the second round last year. He's been hurt the entire time. Mm-hmm. Zenner's been hurt a lot. I think next year, first round, they got to go. If Leonard Fournette's there, that's your guy. Or like someone like Dalvin Cook or someone. And then you got to bring in some veteran alignment. Stop drafting these young guys. Let's bring in some veterans. Bring in a new old line yeah. coach, a new system. Try to do something else because you got to be able to run the football in this league or it ain't going to work out for you. Well, it really shows when your oldest player on your offensive line is Riley Reef. Uh, and they only drafted him just four years ago, right. something like that. Um, it's not looking good for them moving forward. They play the Bears this upcoming week, but they'll win that because the Bears are horrible. It's at Chicago. I am not gonna say that it's a guaranteed against Brian win. Hoyer. It's not a guaranteed win, but I do think they will win just because of the lack of experience that they have. Jeremy Langford got injured for them on Sunday Night Football, yeah. so he's out four to six weeks with a sprained foot or sprained ankle or something. Um, so they're going to have to rely on their rookie running back, Jordan Howard, out of Indiana, who actually looked pretty good uh, filling probably in. probably better than anyone we got right now. Yeah, I would probably At least run the ball-wise. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they're going to have to rely on a rookie in the run game. Um, I'm sure they're not looking forward to that. Jay Cutler, their quarterback for God knows how long now, he's out for, for probably another mm. couple weeks. Um, and Elshon Jeffrey, I mean, he, he's injury-prone too, so anything could happen to him. Right, um, but he he's the best player on the field oh, uh, yeah. for the Bears. So I think just because of all that, I think the Lions will uh, leave Chicago with a win. Um, I think it'll be an ugly, ugly win though. Oh yeah, seems like the last few meetings between the two have always been ugly. Yeah, because now another team's been good for years now. Yeah, so it's just well, there was the one game last year where um, 
you know, Golden Tate had that one touchdown that shouldn't have been a touchdown, and the yeah. refs were screwing all that up. And then the Bears came back, and then the Lions ended up winning. So it's just yeah. And then they went to uh, they went to Soldier to end the year. Yep. Ziggy had the ugly hit, and Jimmy Clausen, everyone was complaining oh, about yeah. that. Yep. Calvin scored his last touchdown, and yeah. So yeah. these games are just they're always hard hitting. They're always. Uh, you know nothing that you would really expect. Right. So if if the Bears win, I wouldn't be shocked by any means. Oh no. Just because of how bad that Lions defense is and all the injuries that they've compiled through the first right. few weeks. Um. But yeah, I think the Lions will win. Fun fact: Lions have beaten the Bears six times in a row now. They Each have. Of the last three years. I was at the last game Chicago beat us. It was a uh, two thousand last game twenty twelve, final mm-hmm. game of the year at um at Ford Field. Are you going to go again us. this year? No. No, I'm not going to any Lions games this year. They're not. Me neither. No, they're not getting my money. Not I, until they fire uh, Jim. No balls called well. <laughs> and we'll get to him in a little bit here. I have not been to a Lions. I've only been to one Lions game my entire life. And what game was that? It was the game where Stafford um, threw the game-winning pass to Brandon Pettigrew in the back of the end zone when he separated his shoulder against his Cleveland. rookie year. His rookie season. That's the last game you've been to. That is the only Lions game I've ever attended. Wow, well, at least that was a good game to go to. But it was a good was game seven years ago. It was. What do you do with your life, Vaughn? What do you do on Sundays? I've been going to CMU football games. I've been going to U of M football games. I've been going. At least to- those have been. At least those are good teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are teams worth uh, worth rooting for, and uh, they they end up getting uh, some wins here yeah. and there. So, but going back to Sunday, I mean, I just I don't know what the deal is with this team. The first half, you know, they're getting destroyed. The second half, yeah. I don't think it's that their defense showed up. I think it's that Green Bay got conservative. They thought this game's already so? over. They stopped trying. There's no way they were they were they were putting out the same effort they were in the first half yeah. and they couldn't be stopped and only put out a field goal. Mm-hmm. They thought this game's over. We'll hold the ball. We'll run some clock. And it didn't work out for them. The Lions actually thought, you know what? Let's let's start to try for once because that's what they always do. They play <laughs> yeah. for one half, the other half just lay an <laughs> egg. So Caldwell finally started being more aggressive. Cooter started being more aggressive. And Stafford and Marvin Jones, that looks like a pretty darn good connection. It's a very what good connection. Was it seven catches for 205 yards and two scores? Uh, six catches for 205 Six two catches, scores. 205. That's, That's it's even he's more your, crazy. He's your top guy now. Oh, no doubt. Golden Tate hasn't done anything this year. Marvin Jones is your, like your one lone bright spot right now. Yeah. So if the Lions came back and won, do you think that there would be more praise for Caldwell or that the Packers fans and everyone in there would be going for Mike McCarthy's head? So you're saying with the Lions, would there be if more? The would there be more noise from the Lions fans praising Caldwell, or more noise from the Packers fans? Yes. Getting after, oh, definitely Packers. Packers. Because Lions fans already hate Caldwell. So Lists like all of them. They're not going to praise him for matter no matter what yeah. he does. Packers fans. They've been at Mike McCarthy for a while now. They're insane fan base yeah. with high expectations. Unlike the Lions, definitely the Packers fans. I think if the Packers have a mediocre season again. He's on the hot seat. I think I think he's already on the hot seat. I think by season's end, if they don't make the playoffs for whatever crazy reason, he's out of there. (coughs) He thinks so because he still gets in the playoffs every year. They just haven't won anything in a while. I think that if they got someone else to go in there, that they would be consistently winning more games because Aaron. Yeah, I absolutely. I just look at their their defense and it's so old and there's just no stars in there anymore. I think they're done pretty good despite that. I think McCarthy's a good coach. But maybe, I think he's a little overrated, in my opinion. Kind of like a, maybe a less miles, you think? I think so. Kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Doing good enough just to stick stick around, but not winning the big games yep. anymore. And I you gotcha. see what happened to Les Miles this past weekend. I gotcha. So Lions and Bears, you're projecting a win? I am projecting a close win for the Lions. I'm going to say it's at least, uh, I'll go a field goal win. Okay. I'll go it's a touchdown win. You're going to go a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. 
Let's go to the next two games after that. Let's uh, what the, let's both project what the record will be after six games. They got the Eagles after that mm-hmm. and the Rams, both at home. They win both, or they lose one, win one? I think they will lose one, win one. They will lose against the Eagles, and I think Who they'll— really good. Yeah, they, Carson wow. Wentz is going to be Rookie of the Year, wow. man. I mean, he is already showing yeah. that— I mean, people are comparing him to Peyton Manning. Okay, it's, it's ridiculous. premature for that, but he's having yeah. a better year, rookie year than Peyton did. Peyton had a horrible rookie year. He did. He set he, the record, I think, for interceptions or something. He was bad. Yeah, well, yeah, they were comparing Andrew Luck to Peyton Manning that year, too, Every because and, Andrew Luck was throwing a bunch of interceptions. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's still throwing a bunch of interceptions. Wentz hasn't turned it over yet. Yeah, yeah. No he's, interception or fumble. No he's, he's, the he's, guy can run. Dude, he, he's, he's been flawless. total command on the offense. He's been flawless. He should have been the number one pick. He looks great. He does look great. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny to me that Cleveland traded that pick. Because mm-hmm. they didn't want him, and they fired all their all scouts that wanted. They were pro Wentz, yep. and now look at Cleveland. Now they have nobody. They went for RG three. Now and... Cody Kessler is their quarterback. Oh jeez, this is so funny. Okay, but we're both saying loss against the Eagles, win against the Rams. That's what I'm saying. So after that, they would be two. No, they'd be three and three. Yeah, they'd be five hundred. So be five hundred. I'll take that. Yeah, I would but definitely that, take that. You have that. Washington at home. You go to Houston, to Minnesota, back at home against the Jaguars. This schedule is pretty easy this year. They're fortunate with that schedule. Last year yeah. was a gauntlet. I think even with the easy schedule, I still think that they're going to be a below 500 team by season's end. I got seven and nine. Seven nine. See, I was no worse than six and ten. I was somewhere in like the five and eleven to seven <laughs> and nine. So they're going to get like five to seven wins. That's where I was at. I didn't think that they would finish. I just looked at the schedule. I'm like, most of these teams are hot garbage. I mean, you got, I think the Vikings are going to beat us both times. I think... What's going on with them? You lose AP and Teddy Bridgewater, and suddenly you're the best team in the league. It's that defense. They proved defense wins championships. They put all their, re- their first-round resources yep. into the defense. They have the best young defense in the league by far. It's the classic football cliche, but you're totally right. Defense does win championships. Just look at the past few years of, of, uh, of Super Bowl victories. You got Denver last year, who... That was all defense. All of that was defense. Which remember a couple years ago they went to the play, they went to the Super Bowl with an ama- or record-breaking offense and no defense, and they got shelled in the Super Bowl. By the John Seahawks. Elway completely flips around yeah. the team and the defense goals with a mediocre offense. Exactly. And it's Lions have to go defense yep. and have to go run game too to control the clock. Yeah. Stop, stop with the freaking the wide receivers, the tight mm-hmm. ends, the crappy old linemen. You get get some dang good rough football players that yeah. win some games. Yeah, and then it's time to, it's time for a change. I'm saying, but yeah, it's all about the defense. That's why. They have been uh, so good. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, as as long as you got a good defense, I think you can go far. And uh, I think that's why the Vikings have been so good this season. I mean, they, right. how many interceptions did Cam Newton have this past weekend? Two or three? He had three. Three? And he was sacked eight times. Yeah. That defense, that's unbelievable at Carolina. It was, yeah, that was at Carolina, too. It's, it's crazy, man. It is crazy. Right. It's been a weird football season so far, but... I like it. Right, right. Okay, so moving on to some uh, some better football for Michigan fans. <laughs> yeah. uh, University of Michigan, they play Wisconsin this Saturday at the Big House. Both teams 4-0. Both look outstanding so far. Wisconsin coming off a huge win at Michigan State. Yeah, I don't think anyone win. saw that coming. 30-6 to over Sparty in East Lansing. I did not see that at all. Unheard of. I don't even know what Wisconsin's quarterback is. Michigan, they just ended whatever was remaining of the Penn State football program. Just annihilated yeah. them. Um, both teams look great. It's at the Big House. Uh, what are you looking for in that game, Vaughn? I am looking for a very defensive showdown. I think just because of the way that Wisconsin's defense has been playing against LSU at a quote-unquote neutral site, I could get into that all day. These aren't neutral games, but right. 
but they they it was held in Green Bay. <laughs> I was like neutral for LSU. It was at Lambeau but Field. Props to an SEC team for once coming to the North. Yeah, yeah. Well, they Bama. S- yeah, Alabama. Let's love uh, to see them come to the shoe or the big house sometime. That'll never happen. No, probably not. But, but anyways, Wisconsin's defense has been lights out basically all year. Um, they held Michigan State to six points, which I did not see coming at all. That Michigan State's offense looked, they looked like they were playing football for the first time. Tyler O'Connor, he threw I think three or four interceptions, and then their backup quarterback that they put in threw an interception too. So nothing was working for them. Um, L.J. Scott, is that the right Yeah, L.J. Scott. L.J. Yeah. Scott, he fumbled. Um, other, but other than that, he was looking good. So um, Wisconsin's defense, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a defensive showdown. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I agree. Whatever the spread is, I would, <coughs> I would pick the under. Um, and then Michigan's defense is, has been great. They held Penn State to only 10 points last weekend at the big house. I was at the big house. Those points um, were only scored off um, sketchy penalties to begin with. Well, I, I like Penn State was driving on them. It was no, a they weren't driving. I think I think the one that set them up for the touchdown was was a pass interference, but the one that set them up for the field goal, I I didn't think it was. But no, no. regardless, they still scored ten points. Ran the ball for um, over three hundred yards. A great sign, considering they were struggling in that area. And all of their all of U of M's running backs looked real good. You had Karan Higdon, Devion Smith, Ty Isaac. Ty Isaac yeah, Captain America. Backfield, oh, See, really good backfield. It is insanely. I good. love the it, depth. If as long as they just keep it going, uh, the sky's the limit for that running back yeah. uh, committee. So I agree. Uh, the only blemish is that Jeremy Clark tore his ACL. Um, I don't think that they'll really struggle without him. He wasn't having a great game against Penn State before he tore his ACL. He was the one that had that penalty that set them up for that touchdown. Pretty sure it was Stribling. Stribling was on both of them. Uh, Jeremy Clark had one of them. You sure? I'm, 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 I thought it was I'm, Stribling. I'm pretty sure Stribling had one of them, but I'm pretty sure Jeremy Clark had one of the other ones. Um, but they have they have guys that can fill in that role. Uh, they're not going to have any problems with that. Jordan Lewis being back, that was awesome to see at the big house. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, he looked yeah, he looked really good. So they that's something that that I expected them to do was to hold him out until Big Ten play because Big Ten play is all that really matters. Right. Jim Harbaugh wants that Big Ten championship so, oh, yeah. he so needs badly. It. He needs it. Michigan needs it. I Jim Harbaugh needs it, but Michigan really, really needs it. They haven't sure. won the Big Ten championship since 2004. I know. That's been a long I know. time. Trust me, I remember. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm looking for a real defensive showdown. I think this is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of, of uh, 24 to 20. I don't think Michigan's going to put up 40 again. But you have Michigan winning. I have Michigan winning very, very uh, slightly. I'm going to go somewhere in the 24 to 20 range. I'd, okay. I'd, so, somewhere in there, it's going to be like a three or four point victory for U of M. Okay. I have, a, I have a little different of an outlook. I think um, you look at the matchups. I think Wisconsin matched up perfectly with LSU and Michigan State, considering both teams were one-dimensional. Both teams cannot That's throw true. the ball. You knew LSU couldn't. Michigan State, you found out, really can't either. Yeah. And LSU, what they're best at is that ground and pound defense. Same with offense. And that's what Michigan State is, too. Exactly, exactly. But Wisconsin, all they do against both teams is load the box, and their DBs could go one-on-one and just lock them down because they had no passing game. Against Michigan, they're not going to be so fortunate. Michigan's not one-dimensional. They could pass the ball very well. They have have two wide receivers that are maybe top ten in the country. you got the best tight end in the country. You have a pretty dang good quarterback so far in Wilton State. He's known for nine touchdowns, seven, seven or nine touchdowns versus one interception. 
yeah. uh, 800 yards to four games. Four games, and the he interception really was the first throw of his, uh, his first starting his career. career. Since then, he's been flawless. Yeah, that old line is protecting for him, so it's not going to be the same go around for Wisconsin. I think in the big house with all the winner for Michigan, I think Michigan wins by two touchdowns. Really, I think they're going to find ways to run the ball on them. It's going to open up the passing game. I think Chesson finally has a big game coming off that injury. I think Jake yeah. Butts could have a big game. You're going to see some other freshmen step up. Eddie McDoom, Dylan Crawford. I think Michigan's passing game will finally open that defense up. And you're going to see the true Wisconsin. They're not as good as everyone thinks. You don't no, think so? They have so. no quarterback. They were, their defense like has gotten this far. No, he hasn't done anything. I think he looks pretty good about, against Michigan about, State, honestly. It's all about Corey Clement. That defense capitalized on turnovers. It's not going to happen versus Michigan. Michigan's going to win by two touchdowns, and everyone's going to find out. What's the score? I'm going to go, you think it's 20, gonna be low? I'm going to go 28-14. 28-14? Okay. Yeah. And I okay. think Michigan's defense is going to put pressure on him all day. They're going to, if they shut down uh, Saquon Barkley like that, Corey Clement will not be able to do anything on them. He's not. He's like a lesser yeah. version with maybe a better old line. I think Clement's better than Barkley. I don't. You don't. I Why think not? Barkley, I just think Barkley's way more uh, versatile. He can catch passes. I think he is he's a versatile. He's faster. He's an athletic freak. I think he Clement's is. a product of that offensive line, just like every Wisconsin running back. He's good, but uh, agree he to disagree on that one. Okay, agree, I just think our run defense is where we make our money, and that's they're gonna they're gonna load the box. Don Brown's gonna be bringing seven, eight guys every time. They're not gonna be able to do anything. Yeah, I shut down the running game. I make hope that so. Hornbrook, have you say his name? Hornybrook. Hornybrook. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, it's a make real him, good last uh, name. Make him prove really how good he is. Make him beat you, and he won't. So, do you think? Uh, what do you think Michigan State's gonna do this weekend? Then they're they're at Indiana. It's the night game for the Big Ten. Huh. They're at Indiana. That's an interesting one. So yeah, I, th- I got, I got Indiana winning that. Do you really? I think this is their first big win in a few years. Oh man, they're gonna win at home at night. Um, they've come close against Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan each of the last what, five years. Every they year did. it seems like they're gonna beat one of them. They never do. I think this year against a, uh, a one-dimensional, pretty mediocre Michigan State team, I think they get it done. I think Michigan State is going to bounce back and win just because this is one of those games where they're, Mark D'Antonio is going to rev them up all week. They're going to, he's going to say, hey, look, guys, we lost at home, and we lost at home badly. And that's not what Mark D'Antonio is all about at no. all. He's about discipline. He is about winning. And I think they're going to go into Indiana, and I, I think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. So I, I got Sparty for that one. And uh, they're they're gonna come back. I, I think they'll they'll have a a good few next weeks here. They play uh, BYU at home. They play Northwestern home, and then they play Maryland. Okay. And then is the big showdown of right, Michigan right. Michigan State. So, um, I think they'll at least win three of those next four. I think the only one that they could slip up at is at Maryland, but I think they will go into Indiana. As I, of right now, do you think? Are you pretty uh, confident Michigan's going to go in East Lansing and win as of right now? Given what as happened of the right last now, few years? As of right now, I am fairly confident that U of M will beat Michigan State this year. Um, they should have won last year, but we all know what happened. Um, I don't think anything like that is going to happen again this year. I think Michigan will get the job done, but that is pending you know, any injuries or anything like that again. So... Um, Ask me a few days before the game, and I'll probably give you a better answer. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. To uh, some other news that's less, um, a little less fortunate, Jose Fernandez, the great um, young superstar pitcher for the Miami Marlins, died yeah. um, Saturday night in a tragic boating accident in, uh, off the coast of Miami. 
just one of the best players in the game. It's so sad to see such a young superstar, such a young, nice guy. I mean, he he broke out of Cuba, came to America yeah. for freedom. Um, I think he saved his mom's life before. He um, On the boat to America, she fell out. Um, I, I, I may be mincing some words here, but... But what I, what I read at least is that she fell out of the boat, and what I saw was that she can swim, but not very well. So Jose, without even thinking, just jumps into the water, grabs her, and the boat was still going on without them, you know, because because of that. Um, Jose saves her, puts her on his back, swims 15 minutes to shore. Goodness. Yeah. That's impressive, and it's just, it's kind of ironic that he he got his freedom coming off a boat. He ends up dying in a tragic boating accident, which I know. is very sad. Um, I give it up to the sports world, though, especially the baseball world that came out and supported him. I mean, all these different players, all these different fans, organizations, they really came out and yeah. uh, did a good job of, I think, representing him and just saying some really nice words and some memorials. About yeah, him. I'd, there's not one bad thing that you could say about Jose Fernandez. I mean, he he put his heart and soul into the game. Uh, he was a team player. He he didn't care if they were winning or they were losing. He would always encourage his teammates. He would go out of his way to do it, too. Um, it's just so sad to see a pitcher like that just go down so early. And He's his, so talented, so, too. Such a talented pitcher, too. Um, I mean, he could he could get up into the hundreds of miles per hour, and he would have a nasty slider. I'm, I'm going to miss seeing it, man. I, I really am. But just the, the enjoyment and the enlightened – mood that he always had when he was pitching when he was in the dugout uh it, it it's going to be tough to see the marlins without jose fernandez moving forward and that mm-hmm. it's just such a big blow to them too organization a, that has like no talent as a team him and john carlos stanton and yeah and just, you got a few tragic. good young players like d gordon and all them but who had the big home run yeah first who had bad. that yeah, was cool took that a, was incredible took a, swing, took a righty swing to remember him and then went lefty and hit a home run hit a was, bomb uh, to right field his first home run of the year so it, it was really yeah. cool cool way uh it was cool a very cool tribute that probably yeah. was uh was not supposed to happen it wasn't scripted or anything right. but it, sometimes you feel like sports almost are scripted i know it's yeah. such a cool disney I, moment all, like the, that. all the tweets were like oh man this is a great script to go by and right right you know the, i saw the mets tweeted out um that D Gordon hit a home run, a leadoff home run, and it was like, ain't even mad. This is bigger than baseball and stuff like that. So it's just good to see organizations like uh, like the Mets and them so supportive of of the Marlins in such a rough time like that. Right. Yeah, he was my brother's uh, favorite player. I know Jose, Jose really? Fernandez was coming into this year. My brother was telling me you didn't know oh, dude, he's one of the best baseball. He was one of the best pitchers he's, out there. He's he was only awesome. 24 years old. He was awesome, man. And I remember watching a pitch like, dang, this guy is good. And he's very, so young. Very good. So, yeah, just tragic. I know he had a wife and uh, I think he had a He had kid. a baby on the way. Gosh, it sucks. See, it feels so bad for them as a I know. family, all of his friends and everything. It's a tragic situation. And, uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers just go out to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Now uh, to wrap up the show, gonna do our stud and dud. Yeah, I'll start with my dud, my first, my stud. Um, another, another sports guy, celeb who died over the week, and Arnold Palmer. He did. The King died. Um, also on Sunday, I believe. Was one of the best golfers of all time. I'm a big fan of his drinks. I Me get those too. on the daily. Yeah, I always see his picture Arnold Palmer on there. drinks are great. And just seeing him uh, talking to people at different golf events, just seemed like he was such a nice guy. He seems so down to earth. So down to earth for mean, being such a big, yeah. maybe the second best golfer of all time. I mean, he seemed like such a guy. I used to see him in the Sports Center commercials and all that. Oh, yeah. He seemed like a really cool guy. And yeah, uh, yeah. He, he made seemed it to, real cool. Made it to age 87, and just no one's ever forget him. It was a good life. Yes. Who's your stud? 
My stud is the Miami Marlins for for the tributes that they did for Jose Fernandez and the fact that they retired his number. Um, I thought that was a really cool tribute. I don't think um, typically I I don't believe in the whole retiring of numbers thing, but for something like this, I'm totally for it. Um, I I thought it was just great that that they were so fast to doing it and that they gave all of the players the 16 Fernandez uh, jersey to wear last night against the Mets. I thought that was really cool of them to do that too. Um, so it really goes to show the brotherhood and, and the love that they had for that guy. I thought that was really cool. That was cool. It's just just a great job doing that. I hope they keep doing more yeah, stuff like that down the road. He's never job. let people forget about uh, what's a, what a great young player he was. Absolutely. A young person. Yeah. Moving to my dud. This is actually non-sports related. I'm going to go. My dud is America. Because of, oh, the, man. because of the election last night, <laughs> we have um, the two worst candidates we could ever have. We have a hundred, our population in America is 139 million, Vom. And we picked these two morons as one of the people <laughs> that's going to represent our country. What is wrong with us? What is I, wrong with us? Picks, we couldn't pick anybody know, better. You'd be better running for president. You know nothing about politics. Vaughn Lozon, 2016, vote for me. 2020. You're too late for 2016. 2020, though. Yeah, you can still you you can do the fill-in votes, right? Can you? Okay, I'll, you got my vote already. Yeah. Just I like got really, my vote. These, these are the two idiots that we pick. It just shows how stupid of a country we are, and it's hopeless. Hopeless. It's not looking very good. But um, moving on to my dud, I am going to stay in the sports world because I like to do that. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, that is my dud, and specifically, I mean, I, I could just say that it was a, it was a strange idea to begin with. I know that they've done it in the past. They took it away for a long time, but they brought it back. Um, I think it's cool in the aspect that you get to see all these players play, but I don't think it's cool that you see these players get hurt. Marion Gabrick is going to be out for eight weeks. He suffered a foot injury, so that's going to kind of screw over the Los Angeles Kings for a little while. They're going to have to cope with that injury. And then Matt Murray, too, the goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Stanley Cup winner from last season, he is going to be out for a little while, too, because of an injury suffered in the World Cup of Hockey. I think international play is very questionable. I don't like it at all. Uh, you see, the, really the only other sport that does it is soccer. Um, I think most of the people over in Europe and, and stuff like that that play soccer are very uh, uh, very for playing for their country and all that stuff. But if I was a GM or a coach or anything, I would not be for that at all. That's, that may sound selfish, but... No, no, I... That's just that's how I roll, man. I yeah. I mean, if if baseball did it and Miguel Cabrera suffered an injury when he was playing for Venezuela and he was out for, you know, a month or so with the Tigers, I'd be a little upset. Right. I remember Zetterberg a couple years ago, Team yep. Sweden and all that. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to represent your country, but your team is the one that pays you, and like yeah. you have the lifestyle. Exactly. You do. That's your that's your top priority. It should. I'm sorry, be that least. comes over playing for fun or in yep. um, pride for your country. No doubt. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for listening to another installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.